let's talk about the Annapolis Sailboat Show 2021. First off, let's talk about did it live up to our expectations? We have been planning on going to this show for the last three years. And while even while we were on the West Coast, it was something that we had dreamed about. Like maybe we should go to Annapolis to the Annapolis Boat Show to really get a feel for the products that are out for boats and boats that are on the market. So did it live up to your expectations? Well, I will say it is the scale of it is still very hard to fathom, especially because we've been to Annapolis a bunch of times. I did not understand that the entire mooring field basically in front of uh, Eagle Alley, which is the, the city front, I didn't understand they took out most of those moorings and built out that far. They yeah, actually the infrastructure in, was incredible. Yeah, it, it's it. They actually put pylons in. It's a floating dock and it has full on electrical, full on water. Yeah, watching the building of it was, it was quite incredible. incredible. So the scale is huge. I mean, there's over a hundred and something boats in the water, and it's the biggest in water boat show in the world, I believe. And um, I don't know if it's because of COVID or not, but the I thought there would be more vendors there. The vendors, I would say, was about what I expected, if not a little under what I expected. Um, because if anything, there's usually at the Pacific Sailboat Show on the West Coast, at least back in the day, there was a lot of vendors there too. Like there was a few large buildings full of vendors. So I think that the, I mean, there were a lot of vendor tents, but I think that you kind of forgot because they were split up. So, you know, you went to one, you went through one tent and then, you I had a hard time like what vendor what tent was that vendor in and like you walk around one you're like man I didn't find it or you'll skip over it and, and certain vendors were on like the side of the show too like mm-hmm. on your so if you'd ever walk that way through the boat show you never would have seen them like mm-hmm. there uh, so anyways I don't I'm not sure if that's a bad thing there needed thing. to be a bet there yeah. needed to be a vendor map the, I think that would have really there helped. was but it was like one of the the map was tiny and it was like it was all numbered and you had to put the vendor to the number but the again the whole the whole key was extremely small and again every time we tried to use it it was very the the, the show in my maybe because there's the vast amount of people out there it was very disorienting and we had been to Annapolis before we kind of understood the layout but it was very difficult for us to say I want to see that vendor from the brochure and actually get there by by because not every not every pathway was accessible either and so we found that actually going out of the boat show was a lot of time faster and then getting back in through a different exit was much quicker than walking through the center of the boat show all the way around well i would say that it did not meet my expectations i i was i don't know why but i felt like i was expecting more and you know i just felt like it was like every other boat show i've ever been to personally yeah i mean again i Every year we've been to boat shows too. The boats continue to kind of go off of the. If it made me feel really good about the boat I own, is because it's so so much more unique than anything else that was at the show. There were a few boats that we liked, but it was just because there wasn't really much else to like, in, in our opinion, for like a boat that makes a lot of offshore sense. And we we're not even really offshore sailors at the end of time, but we appreciate boats that can do it. And boats that, because those boats generally will go between islands and coastal cruise even more comfortably than a than a boat that's not designed to do that. And there's a lot of state safety features that, in my opinion, are just mandatory on any boat that pretty much only the offshore qualified boats were actually doing. Like, for instance, having rounded edges on everything downstairs so you don't split your head open the first time you take a tumble. Or having lifelines that go above your knees. I mean, like, these are, like, simple things. And I know I'm super tall, but that, that should be a... 
That should be a prerequisite. But I'm not super tall, and they were still. Yeah. I found that the lifelines were Couldn't all pretty it. short. I mean, just just in general, the the quality of production boats in general, you can just tell that you know these big manufacturers are just pumping out boats, and and there has been, I feel, um, a lack of detail and quality in the mass production boats. And I mean, but and nowadays, I mean, that's something else that on this coast catamarans are huge i mean like at all of the boat shows on the west coast like you'll maybe see like one or two um catamaran but nothing like this coast i mean people because most people are going to the bahamas it's, yeah, and it's so very, the, in the caribbean and right the caribbean too. so the shallower water so i get it like yeah. catamarans are a thing but well in the caribbean the, the whole charter fleet is now dominated by catamarans yeah, and a catamarans. lot of people are putting these boats directly in the charter fleet so it makes sense why there's a lot more catamarans at this we're well, on the west coast there's nothing like that well and like if if you look back at i mean okay this isn't getting this is something like completely off track of that our actual let's talk about the boat shows because now we're going to get into boats and why we like them and why the difference and blah 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 maybe we shouldn't go on that tangent so let's, let's just focus on the boat show so yeah, let's let, focus let's on the boat show go backwards so we decided to rent a house because we had a bunch of people coming to visit us and we did this back in july oh earlier June? in may may I, we started looking for houses in may to rent and at that point the the options were already starting to be limited. I mean, we we like picked a house like okay, let's book that next week, and then we went to go back to that like oh that one's gone, gone. and then all the other ones that we looked at were gone. Really, was actually we lucked out finding the house we did because it was way out of our price range generally speaking because we were looking at hopefully spending under five hundred dollars a night for a house, which generally speaking is a pretty easy number to obtain for trying to sleep seven people. Um, but that quickly became almost impossible, even for a really crappy house or apartment in the Annapolis area back in May. Yeah. And, and I mean, and then we really lucked out. I think we booked this house on Spa Creek in the very beginning of June. And when we were looking at it, you know, yeah, it was a little bit more pricey, but we noticed that it was on the water and it had a dock. So when we reached out asking how deep is it a deep water dock and they responded, yes, it actually has 10 feet, then Immediately, it just became um, like the best option for because John and I were I mean, we were further north and it's like if we get caught somewhere uh, further north and can't get to Annapolis until literally like the boat show, we know we've heard um, that there will be no anchoring in the vicinity of Spot Creek. It fills up quick, which is another thing that we'll get into. We'll segue um, into that later. But, we'll segue into that. So, But the house turned out great. And if, if you've been to Annapolis, you'll actually, if you've ever been there by water, you will actually recognize this house that we did. I, from what I understand, it was the old bridge tender's uh, house. It, so it predates everything on that. From like the 1800s or from, something Yeah, like from that. the early 1800s. It's this really weird looking house with these cool round windows. It's all brick. And then there's a little dock in front of it. So it's it's tiny, but it was just perfect. And it had it 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 just had started being rented. So I don't think I think that the same family had owned that house for a very long time because there was pictures of it from very long, you know, for yeah, at it, least 20 years. It still years, seemed like years. a home rather than a yeah. traditional um Airbnb. It was very not set up for Airbnb in the sense of like there was a full liquor cabinet that was completely unlocked, that was like had good booze in it. Like there was like mementos on but again, we have never rented houses in this echelon of price either. Maybe they're all like this. When you yeah. get up near a thousand dollars a night, that's expensive. Mm -hmm. Um but that said though, the going rate for a room at the um what's it called? At Marriott. 
at the Marriott, which was also the Pusser, Pusser's Rum mm-hmm. area, that the, the normal rate for during the boat show there for a single queen room was six hundred dollars a night. Six hundred dollars a night. Mm-hmm. So so that gives you an idea. And the, Air, of, and the Airbnb was seven hundred dollars a night, but with the cleaning fees and the blah 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 blah, it was eight hundred a night on, yeah, on came, Airbnb. Yeah, with all of the fees, it came up to a thousand dollars a night. It's about a thousand bucks a night with all the, which mm-hmm. should be what you. That, that's what it costs. Yeah. So, and, and to sleep, you know, what what did we have? Eight people. I mean, yeah, it worked out. I mean, it all it's all people. good. I mean, if it, that that's that's fine. And with the slip, especially because slips during Indianapolis, just in general, for our size boat is about one hundred fifty dollars a night. If, so yeah. if you, and if and, and you, if you, you can find, find one, one. Yeah. yeah. So so that so that was, was really great that they allowed us to use that. However, that slip was difficult. So if you had a boat bigger than forty three feet. I mean, we're 33 feet, but with the bowsprit and the wind vane, we're 43 overall. And I can't imagine trying to get in that with a bigger boat. It was definitely deep enough, which was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there's this kind of funky pylon right in front of it that you have to kind of snake around. And um, you have to do an L turn you, to get into the dock. You don't you 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 don't want much bigger of a boat than what we had to do. Yeah. it. Um, you they definitely used to couldn't be like any a, beamier. Yeah. So so that was that was a huge win. If you guys are renting or looking at doing a house. I, and you can afford that house. That is, and if you have someone coming there by boat, it was, that a, is it a, was a ten minute walk to downtown. Slam dunk. It yeah. was it was excellent. Uh, the water taxi will pick you up on that dock. So I mean, it was the for convenience and location and everything. It was a spot on, and and that so like that's something to look forward to. Like if you know if you're going by boat and you have people coming by Lanos, but um if if you're not renting a house and you're planning on going to the Annapolis boat show by your own boat and you want to anchor uh we recommend getting there 2 weeks in advance well, i mean it really didn't start filling up heavily until the week before the boat show the it, power it, boat show yes and we were we so we got there i think two and a half weeks early we got we got there weeks early, um we sailed in like on october 2nd oh so just 2 weeks early 2 weeks early yeah yeah and the, it was yeah the the week or we got there right when they were setting up the boat the, the power the power boat, boat show, show. Mm-hmm. and really we had a lot of options to choose from we did right after the power boat show well, I don't though, know about a lot remember there were quite a few it, boats anchored in the back of Spa Creek it was already pretty full it's busy compared to what it is when there's nothing going on but it true. wasn't as busy as it got let's just say that like is true that. yeah and so I and I already thought that we can, we kind of staked out a really good place where we always usually have where we always usually go which has free parking and a um dock and a dinghy dock right there and we trash and everything yeah we ended up getting to spa creek we made great time coming down we're not going back so i can tell you where it's because this is our little spot but right off of the barbara nuisant park off of monticello avenue that is a great little anchorage spot that because it is far enough out of downtown you can actually park a car there for free and it's extremely safe and so we've actually left our car there for months on end Mm -hmm. unattended and came no permit required no permit and then you can easily walk to downtown from there too. It's a little bit more of a hike if you want to walk, but it's an easy motor. Yeah, if, if you're used to walking up West Street in Annapolis, Monticello is close to the Sailor's Oyster Bar yeah. uh, on West Street. It's pretty so far up it's there. pretty far up there, but not like ridiculously far. But I mean, it's a it's a five and a half, ten minute dinghy ride to Eagle Alley, which mm-hmm. is not bad. Mm-hmm. And and you're kind of away from all the riffraff and you're really protected back there. You're very protected back there. So I, I really like it. That is definitely our spot, but since we're leaving, it can be someone else's spot now. <laughs> so um, I'm all for that. Um but no, so we got there a week early from the powerboat power show. Boat show. After the powerboat show, then the sailboats all started showing up and then it just kept like where there aren't spots, people were trying to anchor. People mm-hmm. were anchoring like there was 
like they were on mooring balls, which doesn't work that way, mm-hmm. especially in Spa Creek. And well, people were anchoring as if there was consistent trade winds where you, the, all the boats are facing the same way. And that's not the case. You know, the wind dies. There are there are tides and currents, not heavy, but at night the boats tend to do the waltz and it's not uncommon common to uh to bump in the night if you anchor that close. Well, and everyone's only using like maybe three to one scope when they're that tight. It's true. And the holding in Spa Creek is very it's, it's poor. poor. It very is very poor. So so um yeah. So needless to say, at I think on Saturday, the wind really picked up. It did, and it apparently was pure carnage. I think there a bunch was bunch of boats drug, mm-hmm. and they all drug into each other, and because all... everyone was at the show drinking Puster's rum. And by the can... way, everyone's faced at this show like especially the there's vendors. a lot of the people are boozed mm-hmm. up like which is fun i'm all for it like but it's a little scary that most of those people or a lot of those people are anchor and then when the wind comes up you have a bunch of drunk people trying to figure things out that's kind of scary mm-hmm. so luckily prism was at the dock and i'm prism like i don't have to dock. worry about that yeah. thank god um or otherwise i probably would have had to leave i mean and just camped out on the boat Absolutely. i mean that was that mm-hmm. was that was a bit nerve-wracking so mm-hmm. if you are going to anchor there keep that in mind if you have a fast dinghy i would give the advice of going up to mill creek and if the weather is settled enough that is not a terrible dinghy, dinghy ride, ride across and the a, apparently there was no one up there too so yeah, milk well i mean we were there the the day before no the first day of the boat show we went on thursday remember that's right and, and it was, was no one there nobody was mill creek was completely empty which is such a great protected anchorage it's a it's across the severn i think isn't that kent island no I, I'm not sure. Anyway, it's near it White right, uh, Whitehall Bay. That's yeah. near that one. It's completely enclosed, and it's extremely protected. Well, yeah, because, yeah, you'll hear people, you know, everybody wants to anchor in Spa because that's the closest. And if you can't get into Spa, then they go to Back Creek because that's the second closest. And the water taxis service, service Back Creek areas. and Spa Creek. In conclusion or whatever, you know, just get to Spa Creek at least a week if not a week and a half, two weeks early, if you can afford to. Um, and once you are there, be respectful. You know, keep in mind that people are, the weather changes, the holding is poor, and uh, you have to abide by the rules that uh, Annapolis has put down. Like, uh, you can't anchor within 75 feet of the city moorings or any um, permanent structures. And, you know, on wednesday before the boat show uh we had a group of sailors come in and they anchored in between the rest of us that we were all spaced out you know as close but you know as far possible for the proper swing room and uh they anchored and the harbor master came through and they keep the harbor master keeps track of who was there first so if you come in and you anchor and you're too close to not even the city docks, but even if you're too close to boats that were there previous, they will ask you to move. And uh, they definitely, the harbor master came through and asked that group of boats. They said, she, you guys are too close. And she gave them 24 hours notice that they needed to leave. And they did. Um, so just, you know, be courteous. And if, you know, if you know people raft up, rafting up on, on anchor is allowed. Just, you know, make sure you have the right scope out for the poor mud holding and um, watch out for those cables. <laughs> Yeah, and um, the the moorings again. Half of the moorings get removed in front of the show. So if you got there early, like, oh man, I got a great mooring. It's right in front of the show. You are going to be um, kicked out, kicked off of those. So I would recommend if you get there early and you want to be on a mooring, which is by all means probably the safest bet to go, because at least you're gonna know you're gonna be spaced out amongst everybody. Um, 
get a mooring underneath the bridge on Spa Creek because those were last to fill up and um, there's no chance of you getting kicked off of those, um, uh, especially the ones really far back where we were at. A few of those were still open two weeks prior. It's a lot of, I mean, I think they're like 25 or $30 a night too. So it's a lot of money to throw out there, but it's still much cheaper than getting a slip. Um, but And you don't have to worry about that anchoring issue of people either dragging into you or you can still get drug into at a mooring but yeah um but and also you know it it's one of those things where you have to weigh the cost versus time because if you do end up having to anchor further away in, in a further away creek then and you have to uber in or taxi in then those fares because the ubers definitely do jack their prices up just like any um, event type thing so um you know in the long run a mooring if you can get it in time uh, could be cheaper than uh, driving. Yes. And, um, with that said, I think that kind of covers anchoring back. And I think that anchorings. Yep. Uh, let's move on to the actual boat show. First, let's talk about when we were planning on buying our tickets. Obviously the boat show has starts on Thursday and goes through Monday and people swear that you have to do the preview day, which is not cheap. And we did not like 10 or 15 bucks for on top of your ticket. It's not that bad. I thought they were for a two day. It was fifty dollars versus thirty five for a two day. Yeah, so it's an extra. We we got. I don't know. It, it's it's more money. Let's anyway, just say it like okay. that. Okay. So um, and then obviously with the idea that preview day is not as crowded or this or that, like you'll have the chance of getting on boats faster than anybody else. And we heard that this year that it was the complete opposite. That Thursday was so beyond crowded that I mean maybe the Annapolis boat show should just limit the amount of preview tickets so that it is more of a small thing. Cause all of the vendors said that Thursday was just a madhouse. I mean, it, it, there was just so many people that like, it was just, it was uncontrollably, um, it was in, busy. Yeah. It was, we, we knew it was almost non enjoyable too. And, yeah. and they said Thursday was out of control, busy mm-hmm. and, and, and same with Friday and Friday was really busy. And mm-hmm. we went the first day we actually went with Saturday, we which was Saturday. busy, but everyone said Saturday was a light day compared to the first two yeah. days. I'm like, Holy hell, that, and, that might've been insane. Exactly. And then we went on Sunday and Sunday was very enjoyable. Sunday was great. Uh, Sunday. We, we, uh, we waited in line for a couple of the bigger boats that we wanted to get to on Saturday, but we're like, we're, there's nowhere we're waiting in that line. So Sunday, we actually spent more time on the boats yeah. and and looked around. And, and then probably if I had, could have done it all over again, I probably would have done it Monday, Sunday, Sunday Monday, Monday, because Monday it was a ghost town. Apparently, Monday was a ghost. You're not going to get any vendors on Monday because half of them are already packed up they on are, Sunday yeah. night. But um, if you want to do vendors, I would say probably do Sunday and and look at uh, and then Monday get Monday on all morning. the it's get on the boats that you can't. They were definitely get on breaking. Like the show was like practically gone by two p.m. on Monday. But most of the boats were still there. It seemed like yeah, they, because they well, they had to break up the dock, the dock and allow each yeah. boat to leave. Exactly, they're all kind of gridded in there, so they can't really get them out until they start breaking the docks apart. So in in our opinion, I mean, we haven't been on a preview day, but and we're also um, not in the market actively looking to buy a boat. And we're also not really looking for a lot of gear. We have Prism set up. So we're not we weren't going to the boat show to spend any money in any way. Um, there were a couple of things like vendors where you walked by and you're like, oh, man, I didn't even know I wanted that. But that's cool. Um, and we ended up buying. We only bought two things. One was a inflatable dive float, which I think is so cool. And um and the anchor which we set up before they even got there. Yeah, so just so you know, if you know a vendor's going to be there and you want to buy something heavy or or very specific and you know it's going to be there, I was 
I thought of this early again because we this is not our first rodeo in doing this. I called the company and said, you're going to be at the boat show, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like, are you going to have this anchor? They're like, yeah. I'm like, can I pick one? Can I pick that anchor up at the boat show so I don't have to pay the shipping for it? And this was an anchor, a 60 pound thing. And the shipping on that anchor is like 250 bucks. It's a lot of money. And they're like, yeah, we can do that. I'm like, sweet. I want to do that. And I'm like, I also want to pay for it in Florida. I'm not going to get in that. But let, needless to say, you you arranged ahead of time to yes. be able to purchase the. Well, I boat, purchased the it ahead of time. They brought it to the show for me. Yeah. Let's they, just say they like brought that. your anchor to be the they floor display. It. Yep. Yes, Which and I'm then totally we picked okay it up with. on Sunday evening. So if you were touching a sixty pound ultra anchor and you're getting your fingers all over it, that was my anchor that you were. Um, <laughs> yeah, the sixty one of them. There were there, there was two. two. There was two, but the one that was spinning on display that looked all pretty and it said sold. And if you touch that, yeah, you, you they actually it. no, that wasn't the one. That's what they thought they were going to do. But that was supposed to be. I ours, picked that's it up right. on Sunday. They're like, no, we want you to pick it on Monday. I'm like, I'm not going to be here Monday. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I need to pick it up now. And so they they caved to that, and I got one of the ones on just on the, the standard rack. Yeah. So it's all good though. It's all good. And we're very happy with. That I anchor. will say, but no, let's hold on. That, okay, your you. We are not going off on an anchor tangent. Oh, that will be another podcast and a whole other video. If you want to set well in Spa <laughs> Creek. I'm not, and I'm not just Buy saying because I own anchor. that anchor right now, but that it compared to the spade, there's not even a close competition between those two anchors performing okay, in the en in enough, of that, enough of that. So, is preview day worth it? For, I don't know. I didn't go, yeah. but it seemed From like what it we was heard, probably yeah. not. I would, I would go. I would aim for always Sunday. I would aim for Sunday unless there's something that you really want to buy and you're worried that there's going to be none left because the dive Which it didn't seem like the case. Well, like there was a lot of stock. Everyone brought a lot of stock. They did bring a lot of stock. Yeah. But the dive, the dive buoy that we bought, remember we saw it on Saturday and she had four left. Yeah. So we bought two Worst of them. Scenario, we bought one though, and Abbas I think they would one. still give you the deal. They just have to ship it to you. you know Possibly. I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not so, having it there. Okay. So moving on cool. from the days of the boat show and how busy they were, um, and we already talked about the vendors. Uh, let's talk about what was your favorite boat at the boat show? Well, we did kind of a, 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 a round table conversation when we all got back on Sunday after that, because that was our long boat day. And we had 10 people at the house, uh, plus with, a bunch with, of other people that came over mm -hmm. that that our friends. With, in a wide vari uh, variety of of boaters. We right. have non-boaters non yeah. and seasoned boaters. Absolutely. And so we got everyone's take, and unanimously, the boat that everyone liked, whether they were not into boating at all, or they were really into boating, or they were into catamarans, unanimously, it was one boat, which was shocking, I, I would thought. And it was the Blue Water Monohull. Blue it was like a 56-foot Blue Water. Yeah, the Blue Water yacht. I mean, it was... It was cool. Um, it was incredible, again, especially for the price point, And, I mean, just... Again, though... It's nothing what we consider of we would upgrade to. It's it's not a boat that I'm like oogling like I have to have that boat one day. Yeah, no, it's still Just not better than Prism. Compared to boats there, it was very nice. And yes, and that's what we're talking. We're not talking yeah. about every boat in existence. We are talking about the boats, the new boats that we got at on. the boat show that we personally got on, and which were uh, let's see, we got on the passports, we got on the blue water yachts, we got on that crazy cool aluminum boat but that wasn't that was uh not new that was used but she was cool it was new but it just was built long time and it had not ever been i can't remember what kind it was but that was really cool um there was two aluminum the outbounds boats there. the elons well the yeah oysters yep 
I'm just listing oh. like the we boats went that on we all on. the higher quality boats there, monohull wise. <laughs> no, it's true. We didn't bother with the Gen. I'm nothing against Gen, but like we went for the higher end area of boats, not for more of the production boats. Those so are fighting words, John. A not, lot of people love the Benetos and the Genos. Not, I like them too. They're good. The They're Lises. good for what they are. We went on a Elon or Elan, uh, oh, which yeah. is not considered in my opinion. That would not be a boat I would generally. But get the on. Elon Fifty One was one point two million dollars, and the um, blue water yacht was, was 700 yeah, and it blew it out of the water. It was no comparison. I mean, like, come on people. No, that, that was, that was the reason we did that was because we wanted a little bit of, of, of baseline for more of a streamlined production boat versus a more of a offshore mm-hmm. driven boat. And that was a great way. Like it was. if you have a million dollars to spend on a monohull, do not <laughs> spend it on a production, a, a standard production boat, because they they are just not built. No, with... I mean it depends on where it is that you want to sail. If you're just gonna know. hang around, you know the. But the outbound, that was, was my first time ever getting on that outbound. That seems to have a lot of value, and it's the same. The outbound was a lot of value as well. That was our second favorite. We really yeah. enjoyed. It was the a outbound. smaller boat though. Mm-hmm. It was it was a mid forty. It was forty seven, I think, and these other ones were like mid fifties. So the obviously the mid fifties were huge, mm-hmm. and the outbound also was not. A, it was an aft cockpit, so. You it were was. still sleeping up in the V, which yeah. none of us are really big fan of. Yeah, so. and, and we loved the passports, but you know we're big fans of passports. Passports make That's beautiful boats. That's a solid boats. boat. Yeah, and you can just tell. The, yeah, the one one of the big one the there 61. was ten years old, and it and looked just gorgeous. as good as any other boat mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And it just again, that shows if you put a ten year old Genoa there that had Next been sailed around passport. the world, yeah, you would. It's true. It would just not yeah. show the same. Yes. Um. So. Uh, yeah, out of all of our favorite boats, yeah, we were very impressed with the Blue Water Yacht. I mean, that Absolutely. was just incredible. Um, Got a million bucks. We didn't know that there was a shuttle to Back Creek from the Annapolis Boat Show to a used boat dock. I didn't know this. I just knew we didn't have enough time. That oh, was the issue. I did not know about yeah. it because I, John and I, I mean, just like most boat people, you know, when you when you see a new boat coming to your anchorage you, and you've never been on one, you want to go there and you want to see the inside of the boat. Like, everybody wants to do that. Um and so if there is a brokerage dock full of all of these, you know, used boats, John, I mean, I love the opportunity to get in because you, you learn a lot by stepping into all these different boats um, about what, what, you know, tickles your fancy and what it's like, oh man, I would, that's something I don't think I would ever want on a boat or something that's like, oh, I never even thought of it that way. That'd be really cool to have that in a boat. Um, but so I was upset that I didn't know about that dock because I would have like to go over there and check those out but we didn't have a ton of time uh like the days that whenever we actually got the house on saturday friday friday afternoon friday though afternoon. and then saturday we wanted to do this but the, the, the rain and so the yeah, rain kind of got hit by late. that storm yeah. and so and it happened right like at like one or two o'clock so it kind of killed the rest of the day we, we, no did. one really wanted to go back after that and then on Sunday, we, we did a full day. We I mean, did. we, we, we were the there show. the entire day. Mm-hmm. My mom is injured right now. And so we kind of had to keep, she didn't move very quickly. So mm-hmm. moving around with someone that doesn't move very fast, um, you're, you're going to have, it's going to limit you of how expansive you want to get on what you can see. But, Correct. but I'm glad we got on the boats we did. I think the big takeaways for me was uh, on the boats that weren't offshore you know design shannon saying that you don't need but there are again there were certain features that on only i saw on these more offshore thought or offshore design boats marketed boats that in my opinion should be just um 
common in all boats, like lifelines that are tall and and or like taller, taller than your knees. And and then another thing too is I can't I think it's the dumbest thing in the world that there shouldn't be any sharp edges downstairs on any boat. If you have a sharp edge, like we have one right here, which I'm very cognizant of, but out of the entire boat, I can point at one edge that we have a sharp edge that you could potentially fall down and hit your head on and, you know, Yeah, but there's a softer yourself. part above it, like, you know. And then that was a really big difference that, that I, I even said to the Blue Water, I, I, was, I was admiring that. I'm like, hey, this is actually something that I don't see a lot of. And then immediately he's like, well, I got one right here. I'm like, well. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, no. And um, he's like, but that's actually a really good point. Like I, sh you know, we'll take that. That was another thing too. The, he seemed extreme. He was the owner too. He was extremely cognizant when we were, t I talked, to, I, I talked to that guy for like you 30 were, minutes. You were in there for a while, like we, holding up the line, John. Well, I mean, cause we, he, we, cause we, he, we were actually bouncing ideas off each other. And that boat was originally a Hylus 56. I think that he, he, his dad owned the mold of, Hylus, yeah. and, and yeah. then, they they separated from Hylus, so he still had the mold for the boat, so they decided to make basically a better Hylus. And they make it in the same yard that makes the outbounds and the passports. So it has that level of quality of craftsmanship, but it has a lot more things thought out that they got from the charter fleets that makes the boat either A, more enjoyable to live on, and B, more serviceable, yeah. and then and then you know, making these comments and then you go to another boat like the Elan or the Bavaria or any of these other more production boats, everything's sharp on them. And, and I mean, it will cut you open. Like cer certain hardware I even went to, I, sh I was showing our friends that weren't really into sailing yet, but I'm like, see this, this, like th this has no, pl like all the door handles were hard, sh like sharp edges that like if I pushed, pressed my hand in hard enough like everywhere it hit the wood it would just gouge out the wood i'm like that has no business to be on a but boat i think we're also getting on a tangent versus old you know i think that could be a whole nother podcast talking about newer production design. boats design versus that right now let's just okay. about the boat show in general not not so much the uh the deep um but that was the cool part about of. the boat show that I, I I enjoyed was I liked being able to make that contrast between what other boats are being designed right now and these other, you know, just design differences. Mm -hmm. And really, you can make pretty quick conclusions of what boats more capable and safer really, really quickly while getting on the boats when they're right next to each other. Which um going to the boat show, too, it was pretty incredible to see how many like because most of the boats there sold. Um, the boats there and so what's really really incredible is the fact that um and we've heard this from multiple people who have bought brand new we've we've heard this from multiple people who have bought brand new yachts um our friend peter bought a brand new beneto a few years ago uh, sorry brand new Jeannot. okay sorry peter bought a brand new Jeannot a few and this was when we bought prism and it was nothing but just issue after issue and electrical problem after electrical problem and that's like has he spent more time dealing with warranty than he did actually enjoying his boat he'd Sorry. he'd go to just and he was just a weekend cruiser he just wanted to enjoy his boat in the pacific northwest on weekends and you know he'd get down there and he'd go to turn on his thing expecting it to work because it's brand new and there'd be some malfunction in in the electrical system and he can't use his boat and then it's down for a couple of weeks as the warranty baloney is all worried, you know, worked out and whatnot. Um, and then we've we've met other people who have bought brand new catamarans and they're like, God, that was just, 
you know, a waste of money and how much money we actually ended well, up having to you, put into you, it. You take a huge hit of depreciation the moment you take delivery of the boat. Absolutely. You're, you're, you're losing 20% at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, like Shannon said, all boats, regardless if they're new or old, are going, not, like, I, it, the hardest part about doing this refit on Prism is because we tore everything out of the boat and put new back on. The getting all the systems to back up and running to what they were running at least that that's been like the more demoralizing part of this refit. All the systems on this boat were twenty five to thirty five years old when we got the boat, mm-hmm. but just getting them online wasn't very difficult because they were already in like in a harmonious like ecosystem that they all kind of worked with each other. Absolutely. And then we ripped everything off and then put all new. You have to. I mean, we didn't really go all new. A lot of our systems actually just the autopilot. It's just the autopilot. Yeah, pretty much just the only thing that's not new is the autopilot. (laughs) But like what I'm trying to say is getting all, even if it's new, you know, quote unquote, getting everything back online and running to what they were, at least what it was. Like, I think the best boat you can buy, if you want the least amount of issues, get like a 10 year old boat Mm. because it is just new enough that like there should be no quality issues. And like that will be a boat that they use like injection or not, uh, but um, resin infusion and stuff like that. But you also, the previous owners to that point, hopefully have taken good care of the boat and then B, have gotten all the kinks out of it too because the first five years is a massive growing, like we know, we, we knew a guy that delivered swans for a living mm-hmm. and he said part of the delivery because they, they were all delivered by sale mm-hmm. around the world and he was the guy that would do the offshore deliveries. He said the big part of my job was to have a list. And when I got to America with the wherever it was being commissioned, wherever it was being delivered, he would basically drop it off before it would ever go to the the owner because so many things were wrong, like hinges were put on backwards or not put on with screws at all or not glued. He basically was the first and last um, part of the quality control and a lot of these people, like especially if you're buying a Genoa or Beneteau, you are the first person to get it. You're, there's no delivery involved because they're shipped to you. Yeah. And so you are going to be that first person to do the quality control. And sadly, a lot of times that means you're 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 put up. I mean, it is being warranted, but you have to deal with it still and you're not getting to enjoy your boat. So we, we that is a very common story we've heard of pretty much anybody that's ever bought a brand new boat mm-hmm. it, it there is a lot to go into that it's not painless it's not like buying a brand new car because the boat because you're going to be living in it you're you can't just simply drop it off and get a rental for the time being no you, you live on that boat if you're going to cruise the boat full time mm-hmm. so yeah a lot of the and so there's i think there's it i mean this is a whole other podcast and it's in this thing too so i'm not even going to get into that so why don't we change gears into what was your least favorite boat at the boat show Oh, and actually, before we go to least uh, favorite boats, so we unanimously all voted that the Blue Water Yacht was our favorite yep. um, monohull. I really, really liked the H and H catamaran. That, that was the all carbon one. That was the yeah. carbon, the blue one, and she was gorgeous. That was cool. And that boat was made well, and for the price. And yeah, so for a sixty foot catamaran, two million for a si- and when when it was, yeah, t- it was like two point three or something, something like that. that. Uh, when, this is crazy money, by the way. We, I, oh, yeah, I know, but so but if our, you're looking at apples to yeah. apples, you know, if you're the 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 sixty one foot passport was two point something million. They, they were asking that, and a brand new. 60 foot H and H is 2.1. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm hoping we're representing these prices correctly because this is just what we were being told at the time. So, and maybe we're hearing it wrong, but 
yeah, the, certain boats, especially the boats that were still built, and this has always been the case, the boats that are being built in Asia, you seem to get a much, much more bang for your buck mm -hmm. than boats built in France or in the United, you know, United States. And that still holds true. It seems like the quality is even higher. There's just more attention to detail. So if you're going to buy a boat from China or Vietnam or Korea, those boats, generally speaking, for dollar for dollar, you're going to get a much nicer and well-finished out boat than the equivalent. And that's basically what you're saying. Like the the FPs, the... the um, that's, the, not, that's not what I was getting at at all. I was just flat out saying that out of all of the catamarans there, the H&H, &H, to me... Like, but it's one of the only ones built in China. So um, that, that that's just backing up that. Bang for buck. And again, it's a very nice boat, too. So it, I think that the design behind it as well cool is... Too. We got to meet the designer. It was really cool. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. And which, which goes into our least favorite boats. And for me, it was the Lagoons. Well, and for me, actually, the biggest least favorite and the most disappointing by a massive value was the Moody... Yes. oh yeah that moody because i've always looked at those like that's a really cool boat i like the design it's all one level mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to poo-poo on anyone that owns that boat but at least the one we got to step on the quality of that boat was yeah. subpar in my opinion like i could go to the primary bulkhead right underneath the, the the mast area and i could literally deflect it with my just my thumb yeah. like it was almost like there was a core to it like and there was just a sheathing over it but there there, it wasn't very thick either. So it wasn't like it was like a four inch, you know, thick wall. It was mm -hmm. still like a one inch wall, but I could still deflect it with my thumb. That's just, those are things that like, if I can move bulkheads by hand, I'm a little bit concerned about how the rest of the boat's constructed. And, um, and that's just something like if you grab, you went to the blue water boat, you went around that same primary bulkhead, that damn thing was like three or four inches thick. thick. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, it was, and you can just tell this boat doesn't like, it doesn't, nothing squeaks. Yeah. I mean, those, those are things that I look for in boats. Yeah. Not only, only that, but, um, another thing. So, uh, John's best friend was with us who was not a boater, but you know, he's, he's gone sailing with us multiple times and John's whole family and whatnot. But, um, he was just amazed that only the one thing that he noticed was he's like, where do you put all your stuff? Like there was the lack of storage in most of these newer production boats was incredible. I mean, it's, you know, you step down and yeah, the boat seems massive on the inside. It really does. It's huge and airy. You're like, wow, this boat feels massive. But, you know, me immediately, I'm like, okay, well, our trip down from Maine uh, was pretty sporty and there were times that we were picked up and tossed and I can't imagine getting hit by one of those waves on our on our beam and just being sent across that that salon in some of those boats to a sharp edge <laughs> yeah, to a sharp edge I mean like there's nothing to grab I mean like you know John could probably reach over and grab something because you know he's eight feet tall but you know a shorty's like it's just there, I, I can't imagine it. And yeah, and, and storage wise, I mean, the galley, yeah, there was plenty of counter space and everything. But if you opened up any of the cabinets, if you're allowed to, um, you would see that like there were systems after systems behind every storage container or a storage locker. And you're like, where where would I put all of my canned goods? Where do I store my where do I store yeah, my a lot of the goods? cabinets looked huge from the outside, but you open them up. They're like five inches deep. Yeah, they're, like, I mean, oh, OK, well, I guess I can put like a chips bag here. Like, that's yeah, about I, was, I, I mean, it was it was pretty incredible. They're like 12 inches high with like a one inch fiddle, too. So anything you put on there is just going to if it's on if you're on the up, you know, downward pack or if, if, if it's oh, uphill, it's just view, all going to oh tumble out. So, yeah. I mean, that was, was so the, the lack of storage 
And it just goes to show that these these boats are marketing towards people who are weekend cruisers who are not going to be out for months at a time where, yeah, like there is enough storage on those boats for a weekend or maybe a week cruise or whatever. Um, but long-term storage, I can't imagine making that work. I'd even say on the, even the blue water yacht, I think our boat still has more storage than that boat. Like I, I, our boat is the purple unicorn, John, the purple nobody, unicorn. nobody what, has a purple unicorn. I have no idea. That's the even rainbow. More rare. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why that came I've to never me. Never heard that phrase. Anyway, it's Shannon. So yeah. we're 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 making up phrases here. There are no boats with. Um, well, the thing is, like sub forty feet with our type of storage. Okay, it, we don't have to get into that. This is not how the Hans Christian no, still is the best we're, boat we're not, in the market. We're just we're we're getting off topic again. We're supposed to be talking about our least favorite boat. Okay, no, I already said it. It was the Moody, yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And then, again, I and that's maybe because that I had least, really high expectations yeah. of that boat, but I. I've always wanted to get on one of those. I literally, up to this point, thought that that actually might be a upgrade path because the the bigger one, this was the 46, I think. Mm -hmm. The 54 even has taller bulwarks and stuff like that. But after seeing how I didn't have to go deep at all on that boat to see that it wasn't up to snuff when it comes to the way I like boats constructed. The basic idea of it just, it seems genius. The, the single floor walk-in, I mean, I get it cause it's like the catamaran, but it's a monohull. So, I mean, that is what really appealed to me, but yes, it I just was really hope that like a, a company like blue water or passport works with that mentality and builds a more offshore capable version of that mm-hmm. boat. Cause I think that would be, I mean, I think that would sell, that'd be a really great blend of, of designs mm-hmm. I'm all about tall bulwarks and really the only boat that had any type of bulwarks was the passport and it was like six inches tall. They weren't very big. So, yeah. um, and if you don't know what a bulwark is, it's the, it's basically the flare up from the side of the, the, the deck mm-hmm. that if you look like at a Hans Christian, if you look at a picture of ours, like we have these really tall sides of, so if you drop something or if you fall yourself, you can't really easily be swept off the boat or the, you know, the screwdriver or the camera or anything else that you're going to drop up on deck. Yeah, our decks are more it. like alleyways. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And or troughs. Yeah. Big troughs. Sure. Whichever. Um, anyway, but well, yeah. I was I was extremely let down by the um lagoons. We have um bare boated lagoons in in the BVIs and um it was we we didn't get on the biggest one, which was at like sixty five foot because you had to have a that was appointment only appointment only with a broker. But um, I got on the second biggest and like yeah, it's a big yacht and it's like well you know you're you're seeing you know I'm at the helm and you're like you can't even see the other side of your boat and they're like yeah, well yeah that's what the backup camera's for or that's what this camera's for. It's like yeah until that doesn't work, anyways. Um, and then I got on to the smallest lagoon, which I actually thought was the best out of that whole lineup. It's like, if you're going to buy cat, but then again, I agree. The 40 was definitely the most, it was, it was like an owner's edition 40, which, yeah. so one pontoon was just one cabin and the mm-hmm. other had the two cabin. Two. Mm-hmm. That was by far. But again, we aren't obviously we we're like smaller things and we like small things like yeah. too, like we're, we, we, we appreciate the smaller and more compact it's things yes. versus we don't need a, we don't need, you know, a king size bed in our catamaran, which, no. Like I got on one catamaran, I loved it. It was oh that, that really custom that one, South right? South African, I yeah. Some it's called like a South African catamaran though, or something like that. It That's, had like the stained glass in it and whatnot. A lot of people thought it was really kind of pretentious, but I kind of dug it. And I thought it was beautiful. It had a lot more character and a lot more woodwork, and it just felt 
But that's what a custom yacht will look like, you know. It's not a production. And it wasn't much more expensive than the lagoons. So it's again, if you're willing to spend a little bit more, if you're buying a brand new boat, I'd look at buying something maybe not from a kind of like everything in life. You will get more value by not getting as established of a brand. And don't think because you're buying a lagoon or a leopard that you're going to get a better quality boat. Probably not the case, actually. If not, you're buying a lot of that money that you're throwing at that is just brand recognition. Just like everything in life. If it's you want true. a pair of Nikes, you can probably get the same thing from an off-brand but and get probably better performance. But mm-hmm. I digress. Yeah. This is like like we like I said, like there are so many off topic or you know, we can we can just keep going and in, into that black abyss. No, we've hit all of our, our uh our No more purple points. unicorns. Yeah. Okay. Um so let's just yeah, the Annapolis boat show, it was a lot of fun, but unless I think for people who aren't in the boat market currently and or are not looking for actual systems or equipment to upgrade, like it's just, I don't know, it for $60, it was, it was just like, I don't know. It, it was fun to get on boats, but at the same time, like, was it really worth it? I don't know. And, for me and you, you're kind of putting push through like cattle. If you, you if you are really interested in buying one of these boats, I would say the worst place to see a boat that you're interested in actually buying and spending a million or two million dollars on a boat is going to a boat show. Mm-hmm. Go fly directly to the yard, if it, even if it's in Asia. And no, I'm serious. <laughs> and see how the boats are being built. That's a bit of a. Of a if you're going to spend two million dollars on a boat, a two a thousand dollar ticket to Asia is nothing. It's true. You're going to yeah. learn more in that, and you're going to meet everyone that builds it, and you're going to really see how it's built. Um, and, and, and you're going to get a very detailed, uh, look at the boat versus just being pushed through, through a boat as fast as possible. Because even if like there were people right next to me, literally with like their checkbooks out, but they were, I was being treated, which is cool, I guess. But at the same time, it's like, if you're going to spend this much money and put a down payment, cause a lot of these catamarans especially are like three or four years out and you're you know, a few of them from what I was being told is you had to pay a full deposit on the cost of building that boat right now. So they're they're writing full checks right now for a boat that they're not going to see for multiple years. Mm-hmm. And then then I was being told that if the price goes up at all, they are expected to pay that between Ooh. that now and delivery. Buy a used boat. Oh my god, that's just mind boggling. I feel crazy. like we should, you know, how like the um, adoption pet adoptions, you know, it's like adopt don't buy. Yeah, I think that should be like adopt a, don't breed. Yeah, or you know, yeah. adopt don't buy. That's their okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like it should be buy used, not new. <laughs> well, again, it's just we are a very we've always been very um, cost conscious, and and if if something if we can get more bang for dollar, we are always going to go that way. Sometimes that is buying new, like certain products just makes like we bought a brand new engine for it. A lot of people are like, well, why don't you rebuild the old one? It it there are certain ways that if you're going to use the product a lot, new makes more sense. Well, yeah, that's but just that. That's- new boats, I do not think classify that, or, or or I don't think anyone would agree a, a boat, regardless if it's new or used, is going to be a depreciating asset the moment you buy it. And so you might as well try to not admit you should might as well um, mitigate that as much as possible. And, I mean, there are so many factors to look yeah. into when buying a new, new or used boat. When when the, buying a boat in general, the used market's pretty crap though. Right now, there's just not a lot to choose from. So I can see why a lot of people are like, well, if I'm spending this much money on a used boat, I might as well go new. Mm. And if you're only looking at a ten year old boat, that might actually be the case. But mm. I I don't know. Um, I don't know. but we, it was cool. I'm glad we did it. It was really fun. I think to see the the transformation of 
Annapolis for that. And then the quick transformation back afterwards, like only like three days after the boat show, it looks like no, nothing oh, happened. There. By Tuesday night, it was gone. It was crazy. Yeah. So I, I, that was really impressive. Yeah. Um, and now it's underwater with the storm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, thank we, God it happened when it did, because there's a big uh, storm right now. It's punching from the southeast mm-hmm. and Annapolis is a few feet underwater right now. So, um, yeah, I'm glad we got in and out before. I mean, we were just there. A day ago so we literally got yeah got, yeah we left wednesday we left wednesday and, and it's we, friday we yeah. overnighted down here so we we left at the right time and got down here just in at the at the at the right time i mean the yeah so the annapolis boat show was fun and we did see some people that we had not seen in a long time and it was cool to see a lot of the new vendor stuff but like i said john and i aren't really in the market for anything upgrading in prism since we already did it um and the boat, some of the boats were really cool to get on. And, uh, you know, the Pusser's Rum was always excellent. <laughs> um, but other than that, I mean, it just seemed the boat show is just it seems like a great excuse for a bunch of boaters to get together and hang out. I mean, that's really what it is. It's a big drinking party it's on new boats party. and um, which is fine. And a lot of people go there, I'd say. And everyone's okay with that, and that's fine. And I'm okay with that too. Don't I mean, expect we anything more of that. Yeah, no, don't, and just don't, don't. Again, I, I really think if you're you're serious about buying any of these boats, there are much better avenues to actually experience the boats. Um, well, and I think I think it was a lot of fun for us because we did have friends and family come in, absolutely, and you know, explaining boat things to non-boat people. And Annapolis is beautiful. Again, we, we get so back to that. Fun. It's one of our favorite places, if not our favorite place on the East Coast. So it's 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 a great place to go just hang out and enjoy yourself. The sun's coming out. Yes, it is. Yay. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope that gives you a little bit of a um, of a of a of a recap of what we felt like. And if you've never been or even if you've been, see if that, that kind of rings true to you, the the listeners that listen to this, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, do you but, agree? Um, do you not agree? But yeah, um, and we and boat shows are always fun. Again, I, I would absolutely recommend if you're in that area uh, in October. October is the best month to be in Annapolis, anyways. Just yeah, the boat show is a is a fun time for sure. But yeah, if you just want to go to the boat show to get on boats just to look because you know getting on boats is fun, then buy a ticket for and go on Sunday evening. Sunday and Monday. Go yeah. Sunday evening and and uh, yeah. That's yeah. that's the because the pre day seemed like a total joke, yeah. and everyone kind of after it was done, everyone kind of laughed at I mean, unless I they know, limit. I don't the know about a people. joke, but it was no, just, it was just packed. Like the, the idea that you're going to get more access to things because mm-hmm. there's going to be less people on the pre day, which is what they kind of sold it as, mm-hmm. was not the case. It sounds like yeah. there seemed to be even more so. people on the pre day. We didn't go to any of the seminars. We did not do any seminars, and I'm sure a lot of people that don't have um, that want to learn that way. I'm sure that was very fun. And then we didn't do any of the YouTube thing. The, the, there was all the pretty much all the big names were there doing the YouTube thing. Uh, there was a there was a for the first time ever they had a, a YouTubers a tent tent. And so you could meet the people that you ever, you know, if you ever want to meet these people in the flesh, you could do that. And that was um, I'm sure that was really cool for a lot of people. So, mm-hmm. again, there's there's other reasons to go to the boat show other than just get on boats. I understand that um, for us. That was kind of the only reason we were there, though, and just to have a good time, yeah. which we did. It was. It was a good time. All right. Well, uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Uh, Until next time, we will be sailing down the East Coast right now to North Carolina, and then we're off to the Caribbean. So we are very – this is our – pretty much our last few weeks in the States, hopefully. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm – we are very – I'm very excited about this. So excited. So excited. So – uh, hopefully next time you hear from us, we'll be pretty much, uh, leaving. So we're in the Caribbean already or in the Caribbean already, depending on how our schedules go. Yeah. So until next time, guys, fair winds falling seas. Mm-hmm.